Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, that's yes, so unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about me for is, is your is your book for sale about? Yes. Have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me tell you. 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 Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 126. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. So Let Me Tell You is kind of the, I guess you could call it the anchor podcast. It's what I started out when I created the Evangelical Norm channel here on YouTube. I started with this, um, just called it The Evangelical Norm as it progressed. It got a title and all that stuff. So this has kind of been my anchor podcast. I think more than that now, The Master's Dog, which is why I use that moniker. Um, but this is this is a podcast I, I deal with political things, uh, cultural things, stuff like that, that I want to look at from a, a Christian worldview that isn't directly an attack on God's truth or God's word. That's saved for the master's dog. Um, and then again, a lot of other stuff that goes on over here. I'm hoping to get a couple of unsolicited episodes out this week on some really good albums. So stay tuned for that. Probably Friday. We'll see if we can get that up and going. But today I wanted to, to kind of, there's a lot I want to talk about actually. And I didn't think I could fit it all into one thirty minute. So I might have another episode tomorrow with just other cultural ridiculousness that is, yeah, um, stomach turning. We'll, we'll, we'll call it that. So there's a little teaser for tomorrow's episode, tomorrow or Thursday, whichever day I get it um, up and posted. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the race card. Again, it's, it's coming out. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm not the guy that doesn't see racism as it happens. I, I recognize it. I know it happens. I know it's out there. I can look at a George Floyd situation and, and say it's a racist situation. And I'm, I'm very comfortable with that. And I'm also willing to look at, again, things like Ahmaud Arbery and some other ones, but I'm also willing to look at some like Mike Brown and go, that wasn't racist. That wasn't a racially motivated thing. It was a, this guy had committed a crime and the cop was one interrogating and they end up fighting over a gun and the rest is history. So I try to, again, I'm not, I'm not one who just says there's no racism at all, but I can't look for racism under every stone, right? Which is what we're dealing with today. This is what, I mean, again, it's just popping up and it's all this stuff. And, and, the first one, it, it comes down to this is the whole COVID thing and so on. It's uh, so the situation that's that's going on here is uh, Aaron Rodgers apparently when questioned weeks ago, I don't know how long ago, instead of saying, you know, they asked him if he's been vaccinated and he says, I'm immunized. Okay. That was a... a a statement which was essentially, I guess, somehow misleading, but not, I, I don't know. He apparently got some homeopathic something or other 
who knows if he got I heard somewhere that it was got it from Joe Rogan or I don't know. If it, if he got anything from Joe Rogan, it's it's a whole lot of something, but I don't know that it's anything homeopathic immunization for COVID, but he might see some I don't know. Again, a whole nother episode, a whole nother podcast. I did that on the Master's Dog a couple weeks ago. Joe was my false teacher of the week, and that made people mad. So, but now he's he's under fire from all these people. You put people in danger, and and so on. And then somehow it became the comparative situation between him and Colin Kaepernick. Well, Aaron Rodgers did this, and he put people's lives in danger, and he gets to come back and play next week, and Colin Kaepernick did this and this and this, and he's banned from the NFL, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, Well, one, first, Colin is not banned from the NFL in any way, shape, or form. Okay, we have, over the last few years, we have seen the NFL do things to try to get Colin back on somebody's roster. They provided him a location to come out, to run some drills, to throw some passes, to let some owners look at him, which, of course, in his last Netflix special, which I haven't had time to watch yet, I intend to, um, he compared all of that to slavery, which I'm like, okay, you have continued to complain about not being able to enter back into the NFL slavery with potentially a really huge paycheck. Right. Again, the the conflation of something into a racist situation when it's not is damage. It's the boy who cried wolf is what we're dealing with. I should have changed the, the title of this. I should change the title of this episode to the 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 side that cried wolf, because that's exactly what they're doing in every one of these situations. It is a it is a, a an example of of them just crying wolf. This is not, this has nothing to do with race. The two situations have nothing to do with each other. Colin Kaepernick did not want to get a vaccination and he got something else, some other medicinal, who, who knows, from who knows, and said, I'm, I'm immunized. And then he tested positive for COVID, apparently, I guess. So he's out. But now he is absolutely inoculated, immunized. He has a better source of immunity than other people who have been vaccinated because again study after study after study the main one coming out of israel not too long ago shows that natural immunity is far better than anything the vaccine can offer because you, you're not in need nobody yet has been in need of a booster of natural immunity nobody's had to go get COVID again to boost their their immune system to keep them safe whereas you know i mean by this time next year, we may be on booster number nine for the vaccine. So again, the two situations have nothing to do with each other. Colin Kaepernick was a mediocre quarterback. Bottom line, he had a, he had a couple of good years. He had a really good showing in, in the playoffs, uh, a, you know, however many years ago it was. And then he did not do very well. He literally he wasn't even the starting quarterback for the 49ers when he decided to to start this kneeling protest which I support. 
I have no problem with him. I mean, I'm not part of it. I'm not, I'm the guy that will stand up in my living room when I'm watching a game and the the national anthem comes on. Whether there's anybody here or not to be seen or not, I do it. Because I'm a vet, I have served, I love this country, and I am willing to do that to honor it. But I also, and I'm pretty sure any vet that I could ask who's seen combat or hasn't seen combat i never saw combat so i i differentiate myself between other vets who have seen combat because i give them much more respect i i, I spent four years in the military during peacetime never i mean I, I barely worked a weekend for the entire time i was in the military you know i had a cushy hospital job so i differentiate between me and them but i would almost guarantee you that any number of vets who put their life on the line would say i did that so he would have the freedom to do what he's done. Do they call it disrespect to the flag? Sure. Do I? Not really. I mean, yes and no. I mean, it goes against what the, the articles of, you know, the, I can't remember what the official term of it, but the, you know, etiquette toward the flag is. So it could be disrespectful. I, I don't think it's as disrespectful as burning the flag or anything like that. If you want to, and again, he took advice from a vet who said, you know what? Because the first time he just sat on his butt and didn't get up. And the vet said, look, if you're going to do this and you want to kind of honor us and, and not, you know, kneel. And Colin said, all right, we'll do, I'll do that. And I think it was advice from a white veteran. If I, you know, if we're going to continue to, to push the race card. It was a white guy that said, hey, you should probably kneel instead of just sitting on your butt. And Colin said, sure. None of that has anything to do. He's not blacklisted. I'm sure if he would cooperate and, and get a, a better attitude, not call these people, compare them to slave owners. I don't know anybody who's going to want to hire you once you've compared him to a slave owner. But you know, maybe I've... I've I've advocated for him in the past. So I, I'm a Broncos fan, and since Peyton Manning, I believe we have had 16 starting quarterbacks in not quite, I don't think it's been quite 10 years. I, I don't think it's even, I think it's been, I don't know. But we've had 16 starting quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired, and I have advocated multiple times, somebody signed Kaepernick. Give him a shot. I would love to see him under center in a Broncos uniform, kneeling for the uh, the national anthem or not. But again, he's not that good. And there's a lot of talent out there. Teddy Bridgewater's not horrible. I could see, I would be, I would love, I, I'm hoping that there's a, there's rumors of Nick Foles. I get rabbit trail. There's rumors of Nick Foles and I'm really excited about that potential. But, I would not be opposed to putting Colin Kaepernick on the Broncos and giving him a shot. And if he can perform, great. But again, these are people that are in with the intent of winning games and not just, uh, you know, out for the social um, support of social issues. You know, they want to win games. So they need somebody that's going to put points on the board. And at this point, there's a whole lot of people other than Colin Kaepernick to give that possibility. That's why he hasn't got a job. He's not blacklisted. It's not because of all that it is. I mean, though, that was some issues at start of it. But, you know, again, it's the, it would be like Tim Tebow saying because he knelt and prayed in an end zone, he didn't get a job. 
No, he just didn't perform as well at the pro level as he did at the college level. He recognized that. Someone, Ur- Urban Meyer gave him another shot as a tight end. Still didn't work out. He's happy to go be a commentator. So and then, again, it gets even more ridiculous because Virginia elects, um, I believe, the first black female lieutenant governor in the state of Virginia ever as a Republican. And again, I just I like to take those words and put them together and, and watch people like Rosie O'Donnell's head explode. That there's literally a, a black female conservative Republican in politics, right? And and yeah, you hear, you hear that? That is uh, that's Joy Reid screaming in pain because her head is about to pop, and it's been obvious because of her shows. She keeps making comments. Winsome Sears again. I, I forget to even give this this lady this veteran, millet marine vet. You know, thank you for your service. Elected. As first black female lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia, you know, there's now a a Republican uh, executive branch there in that state and people are losing their minds over it and, and, you know, calling it, you know, racist. And and literally, I mean, you're going to call this this black woman a, a white supremacist, but that's what they've done. And she challenged Joy Reid to a a debate, apparently. And uh, rather than that, Joy Reid brings somebody on her show, this guy, Michael Eric somebody or other. I can't remember the guy's name. But um, he comes in to essentially cry wolf in why she actually won the election. So problem is here they want they want white supremacy by ventriloquist effect there is a black mouth moving but a white idea through the running on the runway of the tongue of a figure who justifies and legitimates uh, the white supremacist practices so essentially what this guy is saying is if you're black and you don't agree with us then you're just a ventriloquist. You, some white man has his hand up your butt and making you talk the white supremacist. I mean, that is... I mean, I'm offended by that for this lady. Because essentially what you're doing, I mean, it's... it's she's coon, Uncle Tom. Pick your, pick your terminology. The minstrel show. I think someone else... Some, I can't remember what... What sh- somebody's show they called it a minstrel show. I don't know, but again, you're he's this guy is literally saying she doesn't fall in line with what we want her to believe and speak out on and 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 support. So obviously, she's just a white man's tool. She has no free thought of her own. She's she's. She's an anomaly. She's a you know a paradox or whatever. I mean, how 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 horrible do you have to be to insinuate that you know again? I mean, this is racist in itself. That if your your ideas don't coincide with mine and our skin colors match, then you don't belong to our skin color. I mean, somebody else. Uh, 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 Presley, what's uh, Yana or uh, Alana, something Presley, 
said that they're not even real black voices. If they don't fall in line, if you don't toe the line and you don't do exactly what we say and we, we want you to do as a, as a black human being, then you don't belong to the black race. I mean, what is that? I mean, that is, is about, about the most ridiculous stuff. And this guy continues. Let's let him keep talking. We know that we can internalize in our own minds, in our own subconscious, in our own bodies, the very principles that are undoing us. So to have a black face uh, speaking in behalf of a white supremacist legacy is nothing new. And it is to the chagrin of those of us who study race that the white folk on the other side and the right wingers on the other side don't understand this is politics 101 and this is race, not even 101. What's beneath 101? It's the it's the pre of race. You should understand the fact that if you tell black people, look, I support a Negro. Look, there is a person of color that I am in favor of, and that person of color happens to undermine and undercut and subvert the very principles about which we are concerned. You do yourself no service by pointing to them as an example of your racial progressivism. So again, so because... None of this even makes sense. Again, it's crying wolf. There's nothing earlier in this interview, the part of the clip I didn't get. Yeah, Joy Reid is talking about, well, she only won because there was only a a choice between two women of color. There was a uh, a, like a Lebanese something or Hispanic or or I don't remember lady and Winsome Sears. And so there, there had to pick. But didn't bother to acknowledge the fact that Winsome got onto the ticket by beating a white man. You know, again, if all of this was all white supremacy and, and so on and, and dog whistle and blah, 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 she never even would have got past the, the primary. Somebody looked and, and looked past Martin Luther King, looked past the color of the, her skin to the content of her character and said, this aligns with what my, a lot of white people in Virginia said, this aligns with what my values are. And you're saying that because her values don't align with your values, that she is just a white supremacist tool. And that it's not even, I mean, to, to insinuate that, I mean, it's so dumb. It's not even race 101. It's, it's pre-K. No, it's not. You're pre-K. Your immaturity and your ridiculous attitudes towards people of, of your own color, I won't say race because, again, I'm of the belief that we are all of one race. We all. I just got into an argument on Twitter. I plan to do a, a Master's Dog episode on that, on whether or not where Cain got his brother from or his wife because he, you know, and Adam had other sons and daughters, and yes, Cain married his sister. And then somebody pops in in, her, in the comments and goes, well, if you believe that, you think we're all related. Bingo! Thank you. Somebody give that lady a cookie because she got it right. We are all related. We all descended from one people. Adam and Eve. One, one couple. One people. One couple. We are all one people. And God, in his 
amazing diversity gave us all different skin colors and languages and diversified. And you can say it started. I don't believe it actually started at Babel, but that's where the languages started. I think as people were going to spread out and get into different areas of the world, pigmentation and so on was naturally going to take us into different skin colors. And it's beautiful. God created it like that. Diversity among our colors is amazing. And I've never voted for somebody and I don't know. I mean, obviously they're out there. Obviously there are people out there who wouldn't vote for this lady because she was black. Those racists are out there and I don't deny that. But the fact that she won in Virginia is a, is a, a, a symptom of white supremacy. What? What? I mean, that, that is as, as crying wolf. And again, when you... The problem is, is you get people like me who want to be able to look at both sides and openly see the entire situation. But I see you say, make statements like this and less and less. I want to believe you. You have zero credibility, none whatsoever, because this statement is ridiculous. This woman won her race based on the the values that she holds, the standards that she bears, and the fact that that fell in line with conservative and Republicans in that state, and they said, we are going to elect you as our first black female lieutenant governor. And the rest of you can't handle it because she's not pushing your narrative. She is pushing what she believes in. But yet somehow she's not as black and she's not as valid and she's not as something. She's not down because she doesn't fall in line with the things that you believe. That's ugly. That's ugly. You should. You owe this woman an apology, sir. At the least. At the least, you owe her an apology. And then we get Mayor Pete, Mayor Secretary, Mayor, what, what, the lady couldn't even get his name right, Pete Buttigieg, uh, and the Secretary of whatever, he's this infrastructure, whatever, this infrastructure bill that just passed, and now he's got, he's got his own little, uh, you know, money box to play with and, and come up with. But yet even he is going to take infrastructure and shove it into the racial box. I got to finish this guy up and then we'll get to, pa- to pa- I almost said Pastor Pete. Yeah, there's a, there's a bad slip. As to where we target those, those dollars, you know, I, I'm still surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that uh, if a highway was built for the purpose of dividing a white and a black neighborhood, or if an under... Okay. Now, real quick, let's just deal with this. Again, I know that redlining happened. I know that that, gentrification was a thing or could still be a thing. I know that, that all of this is going on, but can you give me one example 
I mean, I know that neighborhoods have been separated by highways and because of the positioning of the highway, depending on where you, that again, gentrification caused those things. But I do not know a single place. I've never seen a single place where a highway was intentionally built. Hey, you know what? Black people live over here. White people live over here. We're going to build a highway. No, the highways became natural dividing lines and gentrification caused those those things to be separate, you know, and it, so again, but to to go well, you know, these things were racist by design. No, no, come on, yeah. To to undermine and to to belittle the the stuff that goes into. Now, I'm not an engineer or anything else like that, but I know, as I've looked at news stories and watched things and and places in my own communities where major construction has happened and so on. I know that there is a whole lot that goes into, you know, planning and and setting. No one went, you know what, here's a neighborhood on this side. Here's a neighbor. We're just going to run a, run a highway right on through there. And then this last part, this is the, this is the one that took the freaking cake. And, and this is actually, this is the part of the clip that said, this is what we're talking about today on this episode. Pass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or that would have been, uh, in New York was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by. But that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Um, I don't think we have anything to lose by confronting that simple reality. And I think we have everything to gain by acknowledging it and then... So again, it's not a reality, Pete. And by trying to make it so, by trying to shove this into a racial box, you're literally killing your credibility. And then when something does come up that actually does carry a a connotation or an actual situation of racism, no one's going to believe you. When you continue to make every little thing, again, it's like, it's like being in the Pentecostal church and everybody has a demon. I mean, I'm seeing these things pop up. Bob freaking Larson, is that his name? I think so. The, the exorcist from Arizona is, is trending on, t- on TikTok of all places lately because this is becoming a huge thing. A bunch of apostles and stuff are coming up. Everybody's got a demon. Everybody's every everything you got. Everything's racist. Everything is this. Everything you know. To make it like that kills the reality because it causes people who are like, I don't see it, to not believe in anything that's that is actually racist. And so you get a bunch of situations like Mike Brown and. They become the, the central story. And then you get people who don't look at George Floyd as actually being racist because the reality of it was that Mike Brown wasn't a racial situation. He didn't stop him because he, he was black. And not, none of that went down because he was black. It was because there was a crime committed in the area. He was pointed out as that, and he was trying to figure it all out. They argued over the gun, and boom. George Floyd is obviously a racial situation. Because, again, 
Yeah, no, it doesn't matter what what George Floyd, what he, what drugs he was on, or his history, or anything like that. At that moment, there was no reason for that man to hold him down for nine minutes with his knee on his neck. And yes, I do believe that's what killed him. But because of the the boy crying wolf situations that we see like this, then other situations that are out there that are going to come up are going to cause people to, again, ignore the fact that it is actually racist. And here, and again, to bring this back to the whole issue of how we should react to these things as Christians, again, I know that I'm going to get a whole lot, we look for all the information. We look for all the information. And then we look at whether or not this is what God would call sinful, racist, or not. I can't imagine that any anybody sat in a room and said, you know what, this bus comes through here and it takes them, them Puerto Rican and them black kids out to the beach. So we should build the bridge too low so they, <laughs> they can't get there. What? What? Come on. Come on. That's ridiculous. So the Bible tells us Christians that we should test the spirits. We should test all these things. We should really look into, and again, not let ourselves get caught up in the left or the right, you know, where nothing is racist and everything is racist. And we have to be those who are wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And we have to examine these things, which means waiting sometimes or trusting in instinct sometimes. But it means we have to be willing to let go of party affiliation, let go of right and left, and literally use our own minds to think about these things. Because if you're not, then you're part of the problem. If you're just willing to be spoon-fed whatever Fox News or MSNBC, depending on which side you're on, you know, and again, I tend to listen to more conservative news outlets. I, I can't handle too much of MSNBC. I can't handle any of Fox anymore. I listen to the blaze. I listen to the daily wire and I listen to, you know, uh, some people on red state and so on, but, and the Babylon B I love those guys. So shout out Babylon B put me on your podcast. Um, (laughs) So the reality is, is we have to be able to look at this from a neutral point of view and then determine on our own, whether or not this is a sinful act of, of racism or not. And then we also have to be able to call it is what it is when people lie about it and try to shove every little thing into a racist box. Because that's just as sinful. To deceive people into thinking that the, the bridges that were built in New York were based on racist ideology and that this amazing story of the American dream woman comes to America with her family from, I believe Jamaica, I'm, I'm might be Trinidad. One, one of those, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, came, lived her, her life, went to the Marines, served her country and now is in the political realm, just on a side that people don't think she should be long on 
but enough people went and recognized, look, I'm going to look past the color of her skin to the content of her character, like somebody told us to do. Where is it? Right? And then said, you know, I'm going to serve this community. And then other people come and go, well, you don't agree with us, so obviously you ain't black. She didn't vote for Joe Biden, so she ain't black, right? It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's sinful. And it needs to stop. And if you proclaim yourself to be a Christian and you're in that that realm on either side, if it's nothing is racist or everything is racist and you're there, repent, come back and ask God to give you some better discernment. Because yes, racism still exists, but not every little single thing is white supremacy and racism. Other than that, I don't have any strong feelings about it. Thank you guys for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit subscribe over on the Evangelical Norm channel. Um, hit the notification, get all the content that I release there. If you uh, can share or like the video, that makes Mr. Algorithm send it out to more and more people who would like to see something like this. Um, or you can follow me. You, Comments are welcome. Snide remarks, questions, comments, snide remarks. I'm down for all that smoke. Leave them in the comments here. You can hit me up at the Master's Dog or the Evangelical Norm on Twitter. Norm Dunham on Facebook. Um, I think I've got some stuff on Getter and Parlor, and I got rid of Gab. So, um, you know, I'm in the, the, the regular stuff, and I'm starting to get a little bit of a following on TikTok. So, but, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But thank you guys again, as always. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.